Sports with a Z and a T. My name is Bryce alongside Taylor Lattimore. We are presented by Godzilla Media, sponsored by Johnstone Supply in Troy, same face barbershop up in Saratoga Springs and Mohawk Honda. We have our college football playoff. We'll dive into who made the playoff after a weekend of upsets in the championship games. Mm -hmm. We also have our New Year Six and all other bowl games uh, to go through. My favorite game we will play. Guess if it's a real bowl or not. I love this game every year because it changes every year. There's some amazing. So look, uh, we get to play that game, which is my favorite. And then, of course, all the NFL action. And, uh, you know, it it was a wild week of NFL football in week 13. uh, A.J. Brown absolutely obliterated the Titans, got John Robinson fired. That's always fun. Um, The Colts, (laughs) they – they attempted to play the game of football. Um, but that's about the nicest thing I could say there. And then there were some wild, wild finishes, and, and we had a tie as well. So we will dive into that, obviously, preview week 14 as well. Do our fantasy studs and duds, and maybe highlight some of the big baseball signings before we head on out of here. We will try to keep this a short-ish episode. All right, Taylor, college football championship. <clears throat> Uh, conference championships, I should say. Uh, <laughs> you know, we, we we went into this weekend coming off our show and saying we expect there to not be any changes. You know, Georgia should handle LSU. They did. Michigan should handle Purdue. They did. Um, but it started off on Friday night, literally the day our show dropped. Uh, USC, and it looked like they were about to boat race Utah. Um, they jumped out to a 14 nothing lead. Caleb Williams was doing all uh, unbelievable craftsmanships at the quarterback position, and then he got banged up, and he got banged up some more, and Utah slowly crept themselves back into it, and then it all fell apart in the fourth quarter. 47-24, to Utah takes down USC, so that brings it to Saturday. You already know one spot's up for the taking. Ohio State's already thinking they're probably in. They were right. Um, and then TCU, man. TCU laid an egg against Kansas State, and I, and I think it shows how weak the Big 12 is. I mean, great job by Kansas State to upset TCU, but I never was a firm believer in TCU to begin with, um, which brought a lot of discussion to the table. So we had TCU at three lose, and we had USC lose at four. Ohio State sat there at five. Alabama sat there at six. And we're thinking, okay, is TCU out too? Does Bama find themselves back in? TCU, a one-loss Big 12 team, doesn't have a conference championship. Do they deserve to be in it? And this is where it gets each year, man. Each year there's controversies surrounding this daggone 14 playoff. Thank God they're expanding. I can't say it enough. Um, It led to a college football playoff ranking Sunday morning that came out, and it is Georgia, Michigan, TCU stayed at three, being upset by Kansas <laughs> State, one of the only ranked teams that they played all year long. They lose, and they don't fall in the rankings. Ohio State creeps back in at four. Alabama, thanks for playing. You play Kansas State in the All-State Sugar Bowl. Um, I, look, I have a lot of issue with it. I really do. Um, to, to not knock TCU at all. I mean, even if they were four, I wouldn't be as upset. 
But to <laughs> simply keep them at three, which any college football playoff ranking ever, I've never seen a team lose and not move ever. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever seen it. To do it now blows my mind. Alabama would dust. And I'm not here to protect Alabama or defend Alabama. I am so sick and tired of Alabama. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the first one in line for that. But you're meaning to sit here and tell me that TCU would put up a fight against Alabama? Absolutely not. It's the same argument that we had with Cincinnati last year. Absolutely not. TCU on the big stage proved that they couldn't handle it. I don't care if Max Dugan's crying on the sideline about to puke his brains out, you know, trying to send his team to <laughs> overtime. I don't care. This team is going to get smacked by Michigan. Doesn't have a prayer. Maybe they have a prayer because Michigan tends to play down to their opponents. So maybe TCU has a chance. But to put TCU in, I think Ohio State most deservedly so deserves to be back into the playoff. I think a loss to Michigan. I thought a loss to Michigan shouldn't have taken them out to begin with. But that, mm-hmm. that's just me. Um, I My problems with TCU here. Yeah, and I... I can totally see where you're coming from. It is very strange to have them not move, but I think that this year is just kind of a strange year for, um, in terms of the, the juxtaposition of teams, um, because you have Alabama with two losses, Tennessee got two losses, Clemson got two losses, like USC got two losses. It, it, it's hard to say because yeah, from, you're going off of wins, like wins from wins is from what makes six it. to eleven. Everybody has two losses. To 12, actually. To 12. Everybody has two losses oh. there. Washington yeah. has two losses. But yeah, yes, Washington. so yeah. Washington don't count. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, everyone has two losses. And so you, you know the teams that have one loss or no losses, they get in. That's just how it is. That's how it's been. And and they I think this year they really emphasize. It's like it's, it's about wins and losses. Like you lose, you that's going to be a detriment to you. And you know TCU, they lost, of course, but they were they already had twelve <laughs> wins to go on, um, and and then OSU like you know OSU obviously didn't make the Big Ten championship, so they didn't move at all. They didn't play, so they they moved up, and TCU. I mean, you know, it, it was a close game for a while. It it was really a tight game. I mean, I, down to the end, it was it was overtime, yeah. and it was. It was. It wasn't like a terrible loss, like like USC had, um, and that's no, why USC US, eliminated that's why US, themselves. Yeah, that's why USC dropped six spots. Um, but you had TCU in a very very close nail biting type game, which you know, aside from a stop at literally at the goal line, like inches to go, um, they would have been in a position to win that game. And and so yeah, I I agree with you though. Uh, I I think I would have dropped them um, down both <clears> to four, but I guess because because Ohio State didn't play anyone that week. So, like, yeah. can you give a team that didn't play all the way to three? I I see to where me, a team from. staying idle with a, with their only loss being to the Big Ten champion being a more deserving than losing. I don't care who you play. You lost. But listen, I, but that's just – When it comes down to it, they're, they're both in it. Like it would have been both in it. either way. But, but I mean, you look at it, TCU is 12 and one Ohio state's 11 and one. Neither team has a big 10 championship. Ohio state has the more impressive win. They beat Penn state on the road. So you're looking at head to head Ohio state's in the tougher conference. They have the better win. Well, I mean, yeah, you have the extra win against what? Congratulations, Kansas. 
I mean, what well, do you, then what it do you comes want? back to the conspiracy like, that we talked to last year. They last don't week, want where they don't want the big they, the game happening again unless it's yep. in the championship. And that's I, I'm, that was my next point. I said yeah. it last week, and I think there's some you know I think where there's smoke, there's fire because they had every opportunity to have a rematch in the college football playoff and didn't do it. Now there's a chance that it could be a rematch of the national title game, and boy, let me tell you. I, I that, that that would be insane. Would be my insane. my so here's my thing. My championship is Ohio State and Georgia because I feel like the winner of that game beats the winner of TCU and Michigan. Even if Ohio State plays Michigan again, I I, I don't see Ohio State being caught off guard again. I, mm. I just I don't. So I think the winner of the Neutral Ohio State field. I mean yeah right. And, and I and I don't see Ohio State Georgia. You know they're gonna beat themselves up, but I mean I I think. Going in, I had said those were the two best teams in the country outside of Alabama all year long. I I mean, I thought all year long until they lost to Michigan that Ohio State was the best team in the country. I, I, and I was pretty adamant about it. They have the weapons. Um, <clears throat> that's going to be a great sure. game. It's going to be a great game. New Year's Eve, the Peach Bowl at 8 o'clock, which is a little – I mean, look, New Year's Eve, why not 1 and 4 o'clock? There's a lot of people that are going out to parties at 8 o'clock. Yeah. And that that's a tough time for me. I mean, I'll be watching. Be drunk at eight o'clock. I'll be watching it, but that's that's tough. That that's a that's a tough sell for me. Um, mm-hmm. TCU and Michigan at four. That is the Fiesta Bowl. Um, so that's your college football playoff. Uh, my gut says that it will be Georgia and Michigan. I would love to see. O- I, I wouldn't love to see Ohio State. I because I hate Ohio <laughs> State, and I wouldn't like to see Michigan at all. Uh, if I had my pick, it'd be Georgia TCU, but. My yeah, gut says I don't think that's happening. <laughs> no, my my gut says uh, Georgia, Michigan, and then Georgia would just absolutely obliterate Michigan. Yeah, I could see that happening. I could. <laughs> I, uh, I I think I agree with you that Georgia Ohio State seems like the more likely uh, champion is going to come out of that one. So that's more like the. But you know who knows? Because Michigan, we've underestimated Michigan before. We didn't think that they right. could win against Ohio State, and they went out and did it. So maybe this is Michigan's year. We're we're gonna have to see. Um, and and, but, and I've seen this team, you know, I watch Michigan closely for obvious reasons, and I've seen them against Penn State, and I've seen them now against Ohio State, and I've seen them against lesser opponents. Why they struggled against teams like Illinois, they really rely on that run game. What is Georgia's strength? That defensive front. They rely on running that football and controlling time of possession. But if you can't run the football effectively – and you are forcing J.J. McCarthy to throw the football over, all over the place against that Georgia defense, it's not going to end well for you. So it's going to come down to Michigan establishing the run game without Blake Corum, who could be a Heisman, who, in my opinion, should be a Heisman candidate. But, you know, everybody wants to it's give. It's, it's a quarterback award now. So God forbid we put Bijan Robinson and, and Blake Corum in it. So I, I think Blake Corum has that effect for Michigan. Obviously, he didn't play much against Ohio State, and I was out for the year to, with the, the knee injury that required surgery, but I think that's a huge blow for Michigan. I don't think it's being talked about enough. I mean, I guess it's hard to say when we saw them go up against Ohio State and still run the ball effectively. Um, it, but Ohio I, State's I, it, defense is not what Georgia's yeah. defense is. It's yeah, not. Yeah. And whatever they did against Purdue, I mean, throw it out the window because <sighs> – Rutgers beat Purdue this year, so <laughs> pause. <laughs> let's let's calm down. Pause. Um, but 
Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I, I think we all agree that TCU probably doesn't have a prayers held chance to make it past Michigan. No. Um, so, so I assume Michigan will be in the, the final and then, yeah, I'd probably lead Georgia. I mean, they've been the best team all year and they haven't had a hiccup <laughs> yet. Not that Michigan really has, except a couple close games here and there. Um, I'd go Georgia if Ohio yeah. State doesn't beat them. I mean, Ohio State, like you said, Ohio State has all the weapons in the world to to to, to keep up with any of these teams, to beat any of these teams. Mm-hmm. It's just whether or not they can put it together and their defense can hold enough. They picked the wrong time to have a bad week. You know, yeah. and then exactly. that was that was Michigan. Um, the rest of the New Year's Six games, keep in mind the Peach Bowl and the Fiesta Bowl are considered two of the New Year's Six games. Also keep in mind that there is no New Year's Six on New Year's Day this year because it is on a Sunday, and when it's on Sundays, the NFL <laughs> plays, and they will not put bowl games on Sundays. So you have – New Year's Eve and January 2nd as bowl games. You have Bama taking on Kansas State in the All-State Sugar Bowl. And uh, actually, if you go all the way back, December 30th, Tennessee plays Clemson in the Capital One Orange Bowl. So, I I mean, that's going to be a good game, but who knows what Tennessee is going to be without Hendon Hooker. You go to January 2nd. The Cotton Bowl is USC and Tulane, which is just gross. Um the Citrus Bowl is LSU and Purdue, not New Year's Six, but still a late game. And then Penn State does take on Utah in the Rose Bowl. Um, I did try to get out there. Um, tickets aren't bad. I I could have gotten tickets, but the, it, flying out to LA is a, a nightmare. Oh, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> um, so that would be. Did the Rose Bowl experience once. It was really fun. It was really great. I was out there when Penn State lost the heartbreaker to USC back in 2017. But um, Rose Bowl is an awesome experience that should be a good game against Utah. But that's not the most important bowl games in our eyes. I mean, it is to me. But let's look at some of these names. Let's look at some of these names, Tim. Uh... (laughs) Now, you don't know if this is real or not. Okay, you don't know some of these bowls and some of these are real. Some of them are not. Some of them are consistent from last year. So if you remember this game from last year, there are I remember playing it. But will will I remember any names? I don't know. (laughs) All right. Let's let's start off with the hometown lenders Bahamas Bowl. (laughs) Real or not real? Real. It is real. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Starting off. Here, here's 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 my favorite one, and I remember this from last year, and I know you will too. The Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl <laughs> presented by Stifle. That is a real bowl game, ladies the and gentlemen. Jimmy Kimmel LA. Washington State and Fresno State. Was the Wasabi Fenway Bowl. I think that's real. It is. It is. Um yeah. Wasabi sponsors the Fenway Bowl. <laughs> the really struggle is uh, is the Myrtle Beach Bowl real, Taylor? No, no. Ah, see, I got you again. I got is that, you. That's again. real. It's, oh, it's oh, it's it's real, just, buddy. Just Myrtle Beach. Just like the Myrtle, hey, we the love Myrtle, Myrtle Beach, Beach. Bowl. Yeah, bowl. <laughs> Marshall and Yukon, baby. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like Myrtle Myrtle Beach was just like you know what we want a bowl. We, we don't have enough tourists. Let's, <clears throat> let's, let's get a bowl name in the first. 
Roofclaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. Yes. Yes, yeah, that's baby. real. Yeah. Always with the Boca Raton. The Boca Raton Boca, Bowls. Boca Raton. If, if there's Boca Raton, you know it's real. Even though it's I'm, not good. I'm going through these the first time as well. So, uh, <laughs> uh, the Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl. Mm, yeah, that's real. The Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl between Louisiana and Houston. <laughs> Get your tickets as low as $20 for the independent, uh, independent Stadium in Shreveport, Louisiana. Be there or be square. Um, <laughs> there's some good ones in here, man. <laughs> I bet. The Bad Boy Mowers Bowl. The Bad Boy Mowers Bowl. How can that be real? How can that be real? Oh, it's real. <laughs> the bad boy mowers. And Gaz would love to know that Syracuse is in it. Oh, there you go. Gaz, you'd be they're in the, the baby they're boy, the bad, whatever. The, uh, they're bad in boys. the bad boy mowers bowl <laughs> at Yankee Stadium, formerly known oh. as the pinstripe bowl. Oh, God. The bad boy mowers bowl, baby. <laughs> that's That's just... It's... I have a good one. I have a really good one for you. All right, go for it. Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. <laughs> that can't be real. That can't oh, be real. <laughs> oh, but it is. Tony but the... it is. Pitt and UCLA take on each other in the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl in Sun Bowl, El Paso, Texas, Friday, December 30th at 2 o'clock on CBS. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Tony You're not going to watch it? <laughs> no, I'm not gonna watch it. Are you kidding me? What about Duke's oh, Mayo God. Bowl? Duke's Mayo Bowl? Mm-hmm. Oh no, I'm not gonna watch that one either. Who is that? Maryland and NC State. What about the Cialis Tax Act Bowl? The Cialis Tax Act Bowl. That one's probably my favorite one so far. That's the fake. Cialis. That's why. Oh, that's. that's, <laughs> that, that, that's <laughs> I had to ridiculous. throw you off here. That would have been ridiculous. <laughs> Got the cheese it bowl. Oh, that's real for sure. I, I uh, you got uh, Barstool has a bowl now. Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl. Oh wow, good for Barstool. Oh, moving up in the world, getting a bowl. Oh, oh Myrtle this, Beach. This is this is <laughs> this this is really pushing the needle. The Trans Perfect Music City Bowl. <laughs> the Trans Perfect. What does that what? even mean? I don't know. Is it like a transportation? It was like the Trans Siberian Orchestra, but like Trans Perfect. Uh, uh, I don't, I don't know. Are you getting a drag queen show at halftime? Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> what? what? Can we get some details, please? <laughs> Need to know what we're signing up for. Um, Camellia Bowl. Camellia Bowl, like. Georgia Southern and Buffalo. What, are, do they just make up bowls now? Like, what the hell? Pretty is much. Pretty Ticket much. Smarter Birmingham Bowl. Ticket Smarter. No, you Ford need to go Smarter, to the, not Harder Bowl. You need to go to the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. Guaranteed Rate Bowl. Is there a guaranteed rate for tickets, though? That's the question. Uh, as low as $40. Yeah, there you go. There you go. It's a steal. Truly. <laughs> I think you could tour all of these 
I think if you really wanted to, you could tour like a bowl a day during bowl season and budget it to the point that you would spend less than one ticket at the Super Bowl. That makes complete sense. Tickets at the Super Bowl are <laughs> dumb expensive. I know. Um, I tried to go when the Eagles were in it. Trust me. I got humbled how, real quick. How much was it? Like $10,000 or something crazy? Oh, no, it wasn't that bad, but it was close. Um, I but like bel- two thousand for like nosebleeds, maybe. It, it, no nosebleeds were like six thousand. <laughs> nosebleeds were like six thousand dollars. Yeah, that is no. insane. Yeah, no, was, I'm, I'm serious. I'm serious because that's just it. All these Eagles fans flooded like Ticketmaster, StubHub, everything to try to get their hands on Super Bowl tickets, and you have pretty much Jeff Bezos, and yeah, that that's about it. Yeah, you know, being able to afford those tickets. It's um it's ridiculous. Yeah, but <clears throat> these bowl games. Oh, I forgot one of the best ones. The famous Idaho Potato Bowl. <laughs> Who's that? Who's playing in that? Eastern Michigan and San Jose State. Yeah. I didn't even know these teams were bowl L. Tickets is Taylor. Tickets as low as eight dollars at Albertson Stadium in Boise, Idaho. If I made a bowl game $8. and the destination was Idaho in late December, I'd probably off myself. <laughs> that just sounds not worth it to Let's me. Go to Idaho <clears throat> in late December. No, you want to know who has it made? You got the hometown lenders Bahamas Bowl. You got the SRS Distribution Las Vegas Bowl. You have the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl. You have uh, hmm, Myrtle Beach in late December. Doesn't sound that great either, to be honest with you. No, kind of cold. <sighs> Union Hall Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl. That's uh, in Tampa. Quick Lane Bowl in Detroit. I mean, there's some good ones out there. Uh, the Bad Boy Mowers um, is one of my top favorites now. The Bad Boy Mowers Bowl between Syracuse <laughs> and Minnesota. Might Bad just have boy. to watch it to see the logo at midfield. Um, <laughs> maybe you don't want to. Not sure. Um, but, no, so it, bowls, like I said, um, we will – tackle some of the important ones as the time comes, but uh, it's kind of hard to believe that most of our college football analysis is now over. It's it's It was another fun year of college football set up with Penn State just on the outside looking in once again. Gotta love it for me. Uh, maybe next year when Drew Allen's the quarterback and not Sean Clifford. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> we'll get there. Supposedly though, Ohio State is supposed to be not very good next year for like the first time ever. So we'll keep an eye on we'll that. See. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I'll believe it when I see it. All right, let's go to some NFL talk here, Taylor. Um, <clears throat> week 13 was a doozy. Week 13 was a very action-packed, filled weekend of football. Um, we start with the Thursday night game, the Buffalo Bills and the New England Patriots. It was a close game there for a while. Um, <clears throat> the Bills, you know, and they've always struggled with, the Patriots besides the playoff game. Um, this is a Patriots team that it's very obvious to me that they have defensive coordinators calling their offensive plays. Um, that's the best. That's the nicest way I could put it because, you know, when you have Mac Jones yelling at Matt Patricia on the sideline to, you know, 
throw the damn ball because our run game fucking sucks. You know there's a problem. Um, you know, Ramadre Stevenson is great. The Patriots offensive line is pretty good. But you're not going to win many football games just running the football 60 times a week. Yeah, and um, I saw on that he clarified or how much we believe him. And I did watch it again. And, and it kind of does – You when you read it, um, when you read it, run game sucks. You can read it, run game sucks on his lips. But uh, what he said was the quick game sucks. And if you read it on the lips when, for quick game, it does fit as well. So either way, though, I mean, yelling at your offensive coordinator to throw the damn ball and, like, open up the, the throwing game. Um, yeah. I mean, who thought it was a good idea to put Matt Patricia in, in charge of the offense? He's been a defensive uh, coordinator. You know, <clears throat> I, it's just me, but maybe you shouldn't have – a special teams slash defensive coordinator who both have been head coaches and have been fired head your offensive game plan. It's fine. Call me Josh crazy. Mc... Call me crazy. but Because Josh McDaniels might have been fired. I mean, the Raiders have actually been playing well. Uh, I was, was going to say, the Raiders have a shot at the playoffs. Yeah, so... they've, been, they've actually been playing well as of late. But it looked like midseason that he might be uh, fired and then uh, – you know, put his tail he, between he, his legs he, and come back to New England a third time again. Yeah, yeah. Um, but either way, yeah, Bills handle their business um, and move on. Bills handle their business, and you know who handled business so bad that the opposing team had to fire their general manager because of it. Philadelphia Eagles and AJ Brown just absolutely obliterated the Titans. Eagles are the only team undefeated against all the playoff teams they have faced this year. They have faced the most playoff teams out of any team in the NFL and are 3-0 against them. A.J. Brown goes off for two touchdowns and over 100 receiving yards. Jalen Hurts puts his final stamp of approval on his MVP candidacy. And the Titans, I mean, hey, we did you a favor. You just couldn't come through later on in the evening. Um, we, you know... The, a lot of people looked at this game looking at the Eagles defense and saying, well, if there's a weakness on this Eagles team, they have proven to struggle against the run at times. Well, the last three weeks, going back to Jonathan Taylor and the Colts, the Eagles have allowed 82 rushing yards to Jonathan Taylor the most. Aaron Jones was 41 and Derek Henry, who, as we all know, is probably one of the best running backs, if not the best running back in the NFL to 43 rushing yards. So the past three weeks, they've really clamped up on that side of the ball. It's hard to throw against Darius Slade and James Bradbury. This defense playing well. This offense just keeps on humming. Um, I mean, I'm starting to lose words here or run out of words to describe this Eagles team, but they each and every week look to be the best team in definitely the NFC. I mean, you could say the Cowboys are looking better, but um, and we'll get to why one team is no longer in that conversation here in a bit but i mean consistency consistently week in and week out this eagles team has been there for the you know challenge except for one week you know and it happens they have one bad week they lose to the commanders but each and every week it seems like something else is why the eagles win two weeks ago they run for over 300 yards the following week they throw the ball all over the field so if a defense focuses on one aspect of this eagles offense they just attack you on the other front. So it, it's been impressive to watch. I, and I, I saw an interview with Darren Sproles. He was on Get Up, and he was on a couple of other shows. And they asked him, point blank, if you put up this team up against the Super Bowl team from 2017, 
who would win. And he said, if the Eagles are playing to their potential, nobody's touching this team right now. He said, I wouldn't even say we would have beaten this team, um, which is high praise for one of the more uh, impressive Super Bowl teams in recent memory for what they did with the injuries that they had. But um, I think it's also, you know, it it goes a long way for the growth of what Jalen Hurts has brought to the table this year. From what he did last year to what he has done this year, I have not seen a leap like this in a long, long time. I can't remember a leap like this. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's with Jalen Hurts playing as well as he is. Um, there's so many ways that the Eagles can hurt you. Um, and going out and getting guys like Ndamukin Sue and Linval Joseph obviously has worked out for them in stopping the run game because they cleared up a hole in their defense, which was glaring. Um, and even when people were exploiting the run, it wasn't really mattering because you can't stop them on the other side. Um, so yeah, the Eagles look great right now. And the NFC now, as we'll talk about, is the Eagles for the taking. Um, and there's not much standing in their way. So I expect to see them in the Super Bowl. In fact, I'd be disappointed if they didn't reach the Super Bowl at this point. Whether they you win and or me not, both, buddy. You and me maybe, both. Is maybe a different story, and that's a conversation because the AFC does have some juggernauts on the other side. But um, there should be nothing stopping the Eagles from making a run to the Super Bowl. At this point. I, I I agree with you. I think they are proving. Obviously, they have a big test. <clears throat> not. They have a test this weekend, but their bigger test is coming in, in two weeks. Um, <clears throat> we'll get to that a little bit later. Uh, the Steelers and the Falcons. The Steelers keep, believe it or not, their playoff hopes alive by beating the Falcons, who have now benched Marcus Mariota for Desmond Ritter. Um, <laughs> it only took them till the end of the fantasy football season, but I digress. Yeah, um, right. <clears throat> after Kyle Pitts was already injured. <laughs> after after Kyle Pitts is done for the year, it's fine. Though. I'm not not bitter about not it. Um, not bitter. No, no, not at all. Um, and then the Steelers, you know, they just find ways to keep winning. I yeah, and I I think I picked the Steelers in our. You did. Uh, I had Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, and I picked them. The Steelers are playing reasonably well. I think Kenny Pickett is coming into his own. Um, their defense is obviously elite. It always has been, um, you know, led by TJ Watt and others. Um, but the emergence of Kenny Pickett's ability to mix of running the ball and being able to throw it, Najee Harris looking a little bit better as of late than he did in the terrible, terrible start to his season. And, you know, Pickett finding ways with different guys, finding, you know, pickings here and there, uh, Friermuth, sorry, um, had a good game last week and yeah, he, he's finding ways to win and he's doing enough. He's doing enough. If the defense can hold the 16, all you got to do is score 19 to win. It is what it is. That's true. That is true. And that Steelers defense <clears throat> has been pretty good ever since TJ Watt came back into the fold, believe it or not. Um, you know, really good player <laughs> makes def- really good player makes defense better. Shocker. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Uh, the Packers went to Chicago, actually struggled with Chicago for the majority of that game. And then the fourth quarter, they kind of realized who they were losing to, I think, and, and decided to win. Um, beat the Bears, but, you know, the Bears are at the point where <clears throat> if you look at who has the toughest schedule remaining by winning percentage, um, the Bears have the toughest schedule. They have a date with the Eagles in two weeks. I know they have another date with the Vikings. So two of the best teams in football still left on their schedule 
they are eyeing the number one overall pick. Might not get there because of Houston, but they'll probably be two. Um, the Packers, very, 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 very slim playoff <laughs> hopes, but playoff hopes nonetheless. Yeah, uh, Aaron Rodgers continues to own uh, Chicago, and Christian Watson is the gift that keeps on giving and yep. giving and giving and giving and giving. He was my uh, my stud uh, for that week last week, and he continues to do it. I hope that this the regression for touchdowns doesn't come this year. I hope we can keep it going for the rest of the you know playoffs. You know the fantasy playoffs, I should say. Um, because I do have him in one league that I am number three in. Um, so I am charging into the playoffs with him helping me along the way. Um, I didn't really need him last week because I, I think I scored like 180 something points, but good it was hard. Yeah, it was, it was a really good week. I played the guy who had Jalen hurts and AJ Brown and it didn't matter at all. It was great. Um, that connection has been, I have that connection in all three leagues now and it's lovely. Yeah, I mean it was it was seventy points between the two of them. Oh yeah, um, so it's great. But it didn't matter because uh, my team in that league is pretty damn good, and I also have Christian Watson. Like he was just like you know a waiver pickup late because someone dropped him after he was terrible in the beginning of the year, and I I happened to pick him up right for this streak, and I'm like, damn, all right, cool. <laughs> uh, the Lions, believe it or not, Taylor, the Lions are only two games out of a playoff spot. They see the light at the end of the tunnel led by Jared Goff. The Lions, mm. hey, they look impressive. Yeah, I mean, and we, we talked about this throughout the year. <clears throat> like, this is a Lions team that when they lose, you know, they put up a good fight. Mm-hmm. Like, this isn't, this isn't a team that, you know, just rolls over and dies. But, you know, when they, when they win – they catch – it seems like they catch teams off by surprise, and they absolutely obliterate them. I mean, this is a team that just took out a Jaguars team that's not that bad. I mean, t- Trevor Lawrence mm-hmm. got hurt. That might have some contribution to it. But, I mean, 40-14, to 14, good Lord. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Lions have a ton of weapons uh, on offense. They do. Like, you know, a lot of fantasy relevance for sure. I mean, you got – I'm on Ross St. Brown. And game who- script always helps. Yeah, I'm on Ross St. Brown, who's, you know, he's tearing it up. He's come back with a vengeance after he had kind of a down start to the year. He was hurt, and he didn't play for a while, and then he was slow to get back. And now, the last couple weeks, he's been really coming on strong. You got Jamal Williams, who's just having a ridiculous season, getting all the goal line looks and scoring on all of them. Um, He's reminding me of, like— Jamal Williams has more touchdowns than the Broncos do all year. (laughs) Yeah, it's ridiculous. Reminding me of kind of a Legarrette Blount when he was on the Patriots and he was getting all the goal line looks and he was just he went off for a bunch of touchdowns. Uh, same vein. And then DeAndre Swift is the, in the mix too, and he scored last week as well. So they have a ton of weapons all around, and Goff is playing well enough. Their defense um, is probably the weak point on their team, but you know played well enough against Jacksonville. So good to get that win because that also helps. Uh, cause right now for the Colts, the Colts obviously are done. So I'm just, uh, hoping for a better pick. And so, you know, Detroit winning that helps if Jacksonville can win next week, that helps cause Colts are on a buy this week. Um, yeah, I- I'm rooting for the pick now. It- it's not that I wasn't before, but like now it's like <laughs> official, 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 not that it wasn't like three weeks ago, but like, I just want a better pick and we need that quarterback. Cause 
we'll get to it, but Matt Ryan ain't that guy. Tough. Hot take. Um, Jets and the yeah. Vikings. Hey, man, the Jets had every opportunity to win this game. Oh, they had it. every opportunity to win this game. And, I, you know, Jets fans are pretty heartbroken over this one. But, I mean, the Jets still to this day hold that final playoff spot in the AFC. This is a team that, you know, I mean, look, we'll, we'll get to it. It's a very tough game this week. But, um, you know, the, the, the Jets are a team that you can't just say, oh, we're playing the Jets now. This is a team that actually is going to show up with Mike White and, and give you everything they got. Yeah, it's a team that, like, come playoff time, I really wouldn't want to face them. They have an, mm-hmm. an elite defense, and they have weapons, and with Mike White at the helm, he can kind of, you know, push it in the right direction. Man, if this team had Brees Hall still, that would be a dangerous team because we saw what Hall could do in the limited times that he played before he got hurt. He was a game changer. If you add him with Mike White's ability to actually get the ball to his receivers, Garrett Wilson on the outside, man, this team could be something else next year uh, when he comes back. And Zonovan Knight has played pretty well the Zonovan, past couple of years. Zonovan, 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 Zonovan Jones. Zonovan Jones. Zonovan Jones. Um, <laughs> uh, has, has played pretty well um, in the past couple of weeks. Uh, for Brees Hall and, and and seems to have made James Robinson a consistent um, inactive on on it's game so day. Weird because he started this this year on the on Jacksonville playing really well, like playing really well. ETN was hardly playing. Yeah, and he ETN just slowly ate away at all of his time, and then it was ETN's job, and he gets shipped off to the Jets, and we think, oh, he's going to be a replacement for Brees Hall. He's going to get a lot of ride. Nope. Zonovan Jones has taken yeah. the spot. <laughs> um, the Commanders and the Giants, a big, big, important divisional game for both of these teams, and they tied. And, you know, it, it's laughable, truly. It, it, the game was laughable. Um, but the ironic part about it is this actually probably is in the best interest of the Giants and the Commanders to both make the playoffs because that tie, those ties are going to come into play when it comes to tiebreakers, and if you have somebody with an extra loss because of that tie, guess what? They're in. So uh, keep an eye on this tie. I mean, it could work the other way, too, if they have one less loss but or one less win. But very rarely have I seen it play to the negative side of things for a team when it comes to tiebreakers. Usually That's they definitely. are on the advantage uh, yeah. advantageous side of the tiebreaker because no, of the tie. So. Tie is better than a loss. It, it really is. It, it, by definition, <laughs> it is, and it and it shows out in the standings. Like, yeah, tie is better than a loss. So you, you know, it's not great. You don't want a tie. No one wants a tie. I think, but no. if you have to, I still think the NFL to. needs to adopt the college football style of overtime. Yeah, I, I. I I don't know what to do. I don't know if it, that's the answer, but I hate ties. I hate ties. I hate it. D- don't have ties. Stop having ties. We have two ties this year, and one of them is the Colts. I know. I know. First game of the season. Tie. Yeah, like, great. What the fuck are we doing? What the, what the fuck are we doing? Oh. I'd rather have a loss. I'm you still kidding. have you still have that question to ask. Um, the Ravens and the Broncos. No, I know what they're doing. Sucking. <laughs> the 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 Ravens and the Broncos, Taylor. Um, tough blow. Tough blow for the Ravens. Lamar Jackson suffers a knee injury, and they are uh, starting Tyler Huntley this week against um, <clears throat> the Steelers, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Lamar Jackson goes down. Uh, 
the Broncos didn't score a touchdown again. Um, they were up nine to three with a minute left, and Tyler Huntley throws a prayer to Mark Andrews, who scores for a touchdown, and the Ravens win ten to nine. The Broncos are three and nine. Russell Wilson still has more bathrooms than touchdowns. <laughs> Yes, he does. Jamal Williams still has more touchdowns than the Broncos do. And, you know, now they lost Cortland Sutton. Uh, the Ravens uh, survive and get away with murder once again. The Broncos, oh my God, three and nine. <laughs> the Broncos are terrible. They're, they're so bad with their offense specifically. The defense, it must really suck if you lost to the Broncos. Uh, oh, sorry. I didn't lose the Broncos. He did. The Colts? The Colts, the Colts the lost? Oh, did they end up winning that game? Yeah. It was like 12-9. Oh. to A typical Broncos-type game. I thought the Broncos no. won 12-9. Carry no. on. No. No, we won that <laughs> game. Fuck you. <laughs> well, there's not many, so... <laughs> yeah, well, that was one of them. I remember. <laughs> I remember them all because they're not hard to remember. There's only four of them, and I was at one of them. Um... How are you the Chiefs and look back at your season and be like, wow, we lost to the Colts? I don't know. I think that just the God, the football gods were were looking down upon me at the only game I've ever been to, and they blessed me with a great game and a great win. Um, well, the Eagles almost lost to the theory. Colts. What if the Eagles lost two games and one of them was to the Colts? And I'd be like, uh... <laughs> It's because we'll talk about it. But, uh, we've talked about it at nauseum. The Colts' defense is really, really good. Their offense is trash. Um Ravens Broncos. And that's kind of the same with the Broncos as well. Uh, their defense is pretty damn good. Their offense is trash. Like mm -hmm. hot garbage trash. Like set on fire and kicked down the road trash. They can't do anything. They can't score. Um, at least the Colts can score a touchdown. But uh, yeah, no, I don't. I, the Broncos not going anywhere. And they're locked up with Russell Wilson for the next God knows how many years. Five years. And so you better Five. fire fire stuck with Hackett. <laughs> 38 years old you're uh, letting russ cook for five more years broncos nation yeah broncos country broncos country um that's correct yeah so you gotta hope that nathaniel hackett gets fired and someone else can make something something out of this team which still i think all the pieces are there i mean i don't know if russ is really cooked or whether it's just the system that he's i, in I think back. russ is burnt i think uh, russ is burnt <laughs> burnt <laughs> i don't know i don't know maybe he is a system quarterback and you need just to find the right system for him and he can be successful again but uh yeah and the ravens who's gonna trade good. for that who's gonna no, trade for that no, contract I'm, I'm not saying they're gonna trade him oh. i'm saying that they need to put in the system in in uh denver because that it's not gonna he's not gonna get traded <laughs> that's the worst contract in the nfl right now it looks like um and then the ravens squeak one out but Losing Lamar Jackson hurts a bunch. Yikes mm. for the Ravens going forward. Yeah, it, it's not looking great in Baltimore. Hopefully, I mean, the one positive for them is it's not a season-ending injury for Lamar, but it is a kind of a week-to-week -week thing. He hasn't practiced all week. We'll get to that. I mean, Tyler Huntley, on the other hand, is a fairly decent backup. He's come in and he's played a bunch of games uh, yeah. over the years, and he has yes. played relatively well. So Yes, he that. has. Um, the Browns and the Texans, Deshaun Watson's return to the NFL, return to Houston, um, first game in over 700 days, and the Browns scored a touchdown every way possible 
except for the offensive side of the football. Special teams, kickoff, and defense, but not an offensive touchdown. They won 27-14, to 14, but Deshaun Watson looked very, very rusty doing it. Yeah, <laughs> the score of this game, the final score is deceiving. Um, because you would have thought that, you know, Watson came back and just lit them up, but no, he's rusty. He's very rusty. Um, whether or not he can knock off that rust this year, I don't know next year, maybe, you know, with a full training camp and, and preseason and whatever else and starting from, you know, day one, we'll see, uh, if he can ever get back to the form he was, but um, yeah, he, he did not play very well, but they still win because Houston is bad. Very bad. So very bad. bad. Worst so team. So bad. Thing. Yes. Um. And <clears throat> yeah, uh, it, Cleveland has some work to do <clears throat> on their roster. I think trading Kareem Hunt is paramount for them because I, I just think they're kind of wasting him away there. Like he could be somewhere else, and they could okay. maybe get something for him. Um. And so he'd be an RB one on probably twenty different teams. teams. Yeah. Yeah. It. It. So. In my opinion, he needs to get out of there. They need to trade him and get something for him. Um, but yeah, they come out with this win because nobody can lose against Houston except for yeah. the one team that beat Houston or that Houston beat. Who was that team? Do you... I don't even remember who Houston. We're about, they to, fuck around. We're about to fuck around and find out. Was it like um, the they beat the Jaguars. Oh, the Jaguars. Yeah, because the Jaguars are also shit. Poopy. All right. Um, <laughs> the, the Seahawks beat the Rams. Not much to say there. Baker Mayfield is now a LA Ram. He will be starting tonight. We will get to that um, mm-hmm. here in a little bit as well. And the Niners and the Dolphins. Um, mm. This is a game that exposed a lot for me. Exposed a lot of what could go wrong for the Dolphins. I don't think Tua is as good as advertised. Kind of proved it. Uh, the Dolphins' defense still has a lot of problems. And on the Niners' side of things, look, season's done. I'm telling you right now, you could have the best defense. You could have the steel curtain back there. Brock Purdy ain't leading you to a Super Bowl. He ain't leading you to beat the Vikings or the Cowboys or the Eagles either. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo is out for most likely the year. It's not a list Frank injury, but the foot – um, injury is going to have him out. He, they, they said best case scenario, if they make it to the championship round, he may be back. But Kyle Shanahan said the expectation is that he is done. Um, so it is Brock Purdy time for San Francisco. And like I said, you know, it, it's fine to catch the Dolphins off guard because they don't really have the time to adjust the game plan and, and really hone in on what San Francisco is now as a football team. But let me tell you something. Defensive coordinators are going to force Brock Purdy to throw the football. They are going to take away Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey and this running attack and force Brock Purdy to throw the football 40 times a game, and he's not going to be able to do it. He's Mr. Irrelevant for a reason. The Niners are done. Yeah, and that is what I was alluding to earlier when I said that the you know the Eagles, it's their – uh, this was the team I was worried about. This was yeah. the team I was worried about. Agreed. Done. This, this Done. Is the team that I would have thought would give the Eagles the most uh, pressure. Agreed. I mean, the the Cowboys Agreed. are up there, but they always seem to choke in the playoffs. So it's I really Cowboys, wasn't putting. Yeah, it is what it is. Really wasn't putting much stock into that. But 
the <clears throat> San Francisco was the team that I was like, they, they have a chance because their defense is so good. Their offense has so many weapons and Jimmy Garoppolo plays so cleanly normally that he's able to take a team to the Super Bowl. We've seen yes. it before. Um, and so, yeah, but losing him and now Brock Purdy in, I mean, I just don't know how they can do it. He looked good, but like you said, like mid game, you can't, how can you make those adjustments? These teams are going to be ready for Brock Purdy and uh, it's going to be tough. It's a tough road ahead uh, for the San Francisco. It's going to put a lot of pressure on their defense to play perfect every game. Right. And in so, the offenses that they would have to play in the playoffs, they, they're not going to play perfect. That's no. just not possible, especially San Francisco would have to go to Philly, would have to go to Minnesota. They might host Dallas if it were ever to get to that point, depending on seating, because Dallas yeah. would be the wild card team. But I mean, look, Seattle seven and five. The Niners are eight and four. It's not a guarantee the Niners win this division now. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the Niners, I think it said that they Their put schedule's in a tough. They, they, did claim. Claim. They, did they did not put in a claim. They did they, not put in a claim for Baker. No. All right. Well, they're running with Purdy, I guess. Not that so Baker's like that. Niners much. remaining schedule. Seahawks, Commanders, Raiders, and Cardinals. Yeah. Yeah, that's hard. That's tough. That's all, those are all good teams that compete very well. And, and you know, it's going to be a tough road. I, I'm interested to see how they do. I mean, Brock Purdy in his first full start. Oh. Yeah, look, but, look, he came in and served. I, I mean, that's the best case scenario for San Francisco. But give a defensive coordinator and a defense an entire week to game plan. It ain't going to go like that. Probably not. The one <clears> thing <throat> I will say for him, the one advantage that he has going to this Niners team is it's not like it's not like Patrick Mahomes getting injured or Josh <laughs> Allen getting injured or Jalen Hurts getting injured. It's not like, you know you coming into a role where you were expected to be the leader, the guy, the guy who makes all the plays. Jimmy Garoppolo is not that guy either. Jimmy Garoppolo is a game manager, maybe a t- tad bit better than a game manager. So, you know, I, if, see, if and, Brock Purdy can play mediocre, maybe they can compete in some of these games. Compete, but the ceiling is no longer what it once was. No, I don't think the ceiling is the Super Bowl, which it was before. Or right. winning it, even. So, no. yeah, a tough blow for the the, the Niners. The Chiefs and the Bengals, uh, we both, you and I both had the um, <clears throat> Chiefs in this one. Um, they did not play that well. Uh, the Bengals no. really got away with murder a couple times. Patrick Mahomes turned the ball over a little too much in this game. And, the and, you know, the Bengals kind of reeled the Chiefs back in. Um and we talk about the juggernauts in the AFC that could compete with a team like the Eagles. But at the same time, Taylor, like none of the AFC teams, nobody's t- kind of taken the AFC by, you know, by the horns and, and saying, this is our conference. Like the bills have shown signs of weakness. The chiefs have shown sign of weakness. I have no faith in the Ravens, the Bengals. I mean, they're, they, I mean, they're getting healthier, um, they, they look to be kind of getting hot at the right time, kind of like they did last year. And we know the potential of the Bengals, but they haven't really been the same this year. The chargers are barely a playoff team. Uh, I mean, the dolphins showed cracks last week. You look at this AFC and I, I mean, you know, the jets are there. You have the, you know, the, the Steelers are trying to get back into it. The Titans just got obliterated by the Eagles. So I'm sure as hell not worried about the Titans, um, the Patriots are there, but like, 
you, you see my point? Like nobody's kind of taking the AFC and running away with it. They're just kind of, they're just a, a bunch of good teams, but nothing that I'd be scared of. I don't know. I think Kansas city still scares you the way that the Bengals handled the chiefs. Huh, with that being because... said, I'm not thrilled if we have to play the chiefs in the super bowl. I mean, but... listen, the Bengal, this is exactly how the script went for the Bengals last season. You start slow and then boom, you win a bunch of games in a row, and then suddenly you're in the playoffs, and then you make a run, and you're there, and you're in the 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 game. Um, you know, the only quarterback team to beat uh, Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes three times now is three times in a row. It is now the Bengals with Joe Burrow. They're three and zero against them, and so that that's big. They seem to have their number. Um, we we thought that this was going to be a revenge game for Kansas City because of how it went in the AFC Championship game sure. last year, um, and they admitted some of the Kansas City players before the game, like Travis Kelsey was saying, "Yeah, of course we we circled this game before the season started as a game we wanted to make a statement." They didn't. They came out and they had almost the exact same score, like twenty seven twenty four, and you know credit to Joe Burrow and and Patrick Mahomes. I wouldn't want to play Patrick Mahomes in the the Super Bowl, but at this rate, I wouldn't want to play Joe Burrow as much. Um, there's a lot of quarterback centric teams, I think, in in the AFC. Guys like you know Patrick Mahomes, who you know if he's if he doesn't play well, then the team is going to lose. Josh Allen, if he doesn't play well, then the Buffalo is going to lose. If you know, there's not a lot of defensive balanced teams where they're they can rush, they can attack, they can throw, they can defend. Um, you know, like the Eagles. <laughs> so I I, I don't know. I think the AFC is mostly open, but I think it's going to come down to, I still expect Kansas city at this point to come out of it. I know I said the chargers before, but I'm changing my pick. I mean, I think Kansas city is it's their division, their conference to, to lose. Although if they run into a team like the jets and the jets play just ferocious defense, who knows, who knows what could happen. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I have to stick by the Ravens because they're still in it, but I I mean, I agree with you. I think the chiefs are the strongest team. Uh, Another strong team is the Raiders beating the chargers. You just explained your concern about the chargers Raiders are coming on as a team kind of like they did last year, getting hot at the right time, trying to sneak into the playoffs. Um, We want to get to week 14. So I, but I want to give you time for this, the Cowboys and the Colts. And and we Mm. talked about this kind of last week, like this kind of had the feeling of a game, like, the Colts could either really take them by surprise here, which they did for three quarters. This was a very close game, and it kind of had the feel of that Eagles game. Like, shit. I, I mean, maybe not three is, quarters, maybe like two and a half. Two and a half. Um, but I mean, at the same time, it was mm, 21 to 19 going into the fourth quarter. Um, but like it, it just had that feel like, wow, the Colts are giving the Cowboys everything they can handle. But it yeah. just kind of seemed like the Colts finally reached that point of we're done like the de- the defense we're done the point the we're defense done. reached the point where we're just like like what can you do you you play your heart out and you you play well against this cowboys team and then you give it the ball to matt ryan and he throws a pick or you give it to whoever and oh yeah i mean to me the no, change i mean it didn't it didn't really in you know at the time seemed like the game changing play but to me the game changing play was when Stefan Gilmore had that interception yeah and they only got a field goal off of it yeah they didn't and I felt it. like I was like you got to score a touchdown there 
You got to yeah. score a touchdown there. And it just felt like it just felt like the Colts shot themselves enough in the foot before the defense finally just mentally gave up and the Cowboys kind of it seemed like they were running practice against them in the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah, and I didn't even really watch the rest of that because it was just too painful because you could see, like you said, like it's just the defense gave up, and I don't know to blame them because they've been playing their hearts out all year long, and they've been left with this shit offense to do nothing. Like, you, you turn the ball over, you get that stuff on Gilmore, and then it's like, okay, we're back in this game. All you got to do is score, and what do you do? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Uh, Colts are playing than, for a pick. More than they need. They need a quarterback of the future. Um if not this year, then they need to get ready to be shitty next year too and get their quarterback then. Um, it, 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 yeah, not Matt, Matt Ryan just, Matt Ryan. you can't sit here and tell me, and this is what I guess frustrates me. I, I mean, it's a small complaint and I don't think it's a popular opinion among Colts fans, but <clears throat> it is among Eagles fans. I can't imagine Nick Foles is worse than Matt Ryan is right now. I, get, I, I don't know. I'd love to see him. I, I don't at this point i'd love to see anything that moves the ball i'd love to see sam ellinger back out there i'd love to see Foles get a chance <laughs> because technically see... the technically the colts are not dead no i i mean I, they are I, with I, another loss but yeah but uh, i just i would love to see anything at this point i, I would be fine with Foles. uh just anyone who can push the ball more than five feet downfield and not have it be intercepted. Um, that that would be. And it's so weird too because you, you get hope sometimes because you're watching the game and Matt Ryan has like a beautiful throw um, in the corner of the end zone and you're like, all right, all right, let's go. And then he noodle arms it to the defender. It was not even anywhere near the. Yeah, it, it, let's move on. <laughs> let's, let's move on. Um. But if your wishes, you know, my command, Taylor, uh, the Buccaneers and Saints, the Buccaneers squeak out a uh, <clears throat> a close one, keep their lead in the division. The Saints fall and the Eagles pick is now the fifth overall pick. It makes me very happy. The Buccaneers um, got to got to 500. Yay. The NFC South has a 500 team. Yay. For now, Taylor. <laughs> for, now. for now. Let's get to this week's picks because they may not this week. Uh, the Thursday night game, <clears throat> which you will know the result of when the show drops, but we are recording hours before the game. Raiders take on the Rams. The Raiders, as we had mentioned, are coming on strong. Um, it is now official that all three quarterbacks for the Rams are active. Bryce Perkins, John Walford, and yes, Baker Mayfield. We do not really know who the quarterback's going to be. I don't think it really matters. If the Raiders lose this game, they're a bunch of frauds. I think they're already frauds, but they're bigger frauds than we would expect. The Rams are down so bad right now that they had to claim Baker Mayfield off of waivers just to put a somewhat of a serviceable offense on the field um the raiders will win this one <clears throat> yeah i expect the raiders to win this one obviously i mean the rams <laughs> starting baker mayfield it's it's this not confirmed yet we don't know who oh yeah no they might yeah i was gonna say that they, they don't it's gonna know be like college team. style all right you get a drive okay now you get a drive okay now you get a drive <laughs> i would love for an nfl team to try that just once <laughs> i want to see them like quarterback by committee i know it's like impossible to do and it's so inadvisable to do and you're never gonna win that way but fuck I around and it. find out you're three and nine i did that once in like madden with with this colts team because they like 
we had Sam Ellinger there, but he and he's rated so poorly he can't throw like at all. But Matt Ryan was rated well enough that he could throw. So I was like throwing it with Matt Ryan, but then I would put in Sam Ellinger to do option plays and like run it run it every day. I won that game, but either way, I would love to see a team do it, but they won't. They'll probably play uh, <laughs> who's their guy. I don't even know who their who who's their the quarterback who might play besides Baker. But- John Walford and Bryce Walford. Perkins. Walford and Bryce per- Who? They're all active. <laughs> all, all three right, yeah. of them. But either way, the Raiders have been coming on strong lately. Jonathan, or not Jonathan. I was Jonathan. Um, Josh Jacobs has been playing out of his mind. The connection to Devontae Adams is real and strong. Um, their defense is terrible, but their offense can maybe score enough. So, And the Rams are terrible. Big NFC East divisional rival this weekend in the Meadowlands. The Eagles take on the Giants in New York, or I should say East Rutherford, New Jersey, because they're not really a New York team. Um, <laughs> look, the Giants are a bunch of frauds, and we have seen that over the past four or five weeks, Taylor, and, and I think we've all alluded to it. <clears throat> you know, you tie the commanders, you lose bad to the Cowboys, you lose bad to the Seahawks. Um, you don't Saquon Barkley is now popping up on the injury report with a neck injury. Um, the defensive side of the ball is just absolutely um, ravaged with injuries. The offensive line is ravaged with injuries. Daniel Jones is wide receiver. One is Richie James. Uh, you're going up against an Eagles team that's averaging over 30 points a game on the offensive side of the ball and a defense that hasn't given up uh, a, a hundred yard rusher in four weeks, this is a defense that's also getting Avante Maddox back. Um, the <laughs> Eagles are going to win this game comfortably uh, by two touchdowns. It is a rivalry game, so I will honor that. It is on the road. I will honor that. Uh, but two-touchdown win for the Birds against the Giants. Um, yeah, I expect the Eagles to win this game as well. This is the worst um, team in the NFC East. The Giants are the worst team in the NFC East. Which, you know, is one of the best uh, divisions in football this year. So um, even the Giants being the worst. I mean, they're, they're still going to put up a fight, I think, against the Eagles, at least sure. for a couple of quarters. Um, but ultimately, the Eagles should probably win this game. Yeah. The Jets take on the Bills in a huge AFC East uh, matchup. And look, I, I would love nothing more than to pick the Jets in this game, but I do still think the Bills are the best team in the AFC. Um, I'm going to have to take the Bills. Even without Von Miller, I'll take the Bills. I want to pick the Jets. I do. I'm not doing it, though. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not doing it either. It wouldn't surprise me if the Jets found a way to win this game, but on paper, you know, the Bills are the better team. They should win this game. I think they're the better team, although the loss of Von Miller is going to be a problem for them down the road. Especially defensively, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> yeah, So, but I, I still think the, the Bills will win this game, maybe? <laughs> I think so. Uh, Ten-point favorites, though. I, I, think, I think the Jets will cover, definitely. Ten-point spread for the Bills, that's generous. Um, the Bengals take on the Browns. Look, you know, the Browns have talent but I don't know what Deshaun Watson really is yet. I'm going to take the Bengals who are coming off a win against the Chiefs. Oh, I think I'll go the Bengals. Um, 
I mean, they're on a roll right now. Um, if you force Deshaun Watson to actually play, what is he going to be able to do? We don't know. Like, you know, he was able to win the game against the terrible Houston Texans, um, but he didn't have to do very much to do it. And in fact, he played fairly poorly. Um, if he plays like that against this Bengals team, there's no way they're going to win. Um, so if the if Deshaun Watson isn't back to mid-form, the Bengals should handily win this game. The Lions and the Vikings, and the Lions are home favorites. A two-point favorite wow. for the Lions. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What does Vegas know that we don't? Damn. Um, it's, it's giving me a lot of pause here, Taylor. I'm going to pick Minnesota, but I want to know what Vegas knows. You know what yeah. I'm saying here? Yeah, no, I can't. I can't pick the Lions either. No, but, but yeah, two points yeah. at home. That's crazy. A five and seven team is a two point favorite against the 10 and two and Vikings. Two. They didn't suffer an injury. It's not like Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins and Dalvin it's, Cook died in a car accident or something. It's a one o'clock game. So it's going to be the new nightmare. So no, I'm picking, I'm picking. The Vikings. I don't understand this at all, but whatever, Vegas. If they win, then something, something. <laughs> I tell you what, it's gonna be part of <laughs> Vikings winning's part of my parlay this week. I'll say that much. Uh, all right. <clears throat> the Titans at home against the Jaguars. They just recently fired their general manager, John Robinson, probably because the owner just watched AJ Brown. Absolutely, you know torch the team it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense why they traded him just pay the man he's a he's a beast just pay the man thank you tennessee thank you thank you for all eternity thank you um the jaguars don't know if trevor lawrence is going to play um it's likely that he does but there is concern about the injury um you never know what happens with afc south games like this is such a jaguars win it's not even funny um but i'm gonna go with the titans i'm gonna go with the titans as well they're the better team all around on paper i mean i would love for the jaguars to win um which would you know knock the titans down help the colts with their 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 pick spot um but i'm still gonna go with the titans because you know the titans have a better defense i think um titans have the better running back um i'm going titans ravens and steelers uh the steelers Mm. at five and seven tough there's some tough games this week taylor Mm. um steelers are two-point favorites divisional rival look if lamar was playing i i wouldn't think twice about this um tyler huntley does give me pause i like tyler huntley as a fantasy quarterback but this is a Ravens team that barely beat Denver and Pittsburgh's been playing pretty well, um, especially defensively. Tyler Huntley doesn't have many weapons. Um, call me crazy. I'm going Pittsburgh. No, I'm going Pittsburgh as well. And Pittsburgh's favored at home uh, by two points. But uh, I, I'm definitely going Pittsburgh because I, I just, without Lamar Jackson, like you said, with Lamar Jackson, I'd probably <laughs> pick the Ravens. Um, out of habit because I think every single week it seems like we pick the Ravens just because they should be able to beat most teams. Right. Um, but 
the Steelers have been playing so well defensively. If they're going to be able to hold uh, the Ravens like the Broncos did to, you know, 10 points, I think Kenny Pickett and the Steelers can put up more than 10 points, which I mean, it's not asking for much. Um, I think that, uh, that the Steelers will win this game at home. Their defense playing so well, they're going to be jazzed up. Yeah. I, I think the Steelers can definitely win this game. I'm picking up chiefs the chiefs play the Broncos <laughs> chiefs. I don't know, man. No. <laughs> oh my there was God. ever a time to pick an upset. Yeah, for real. <clears throat> It would not be now. Uh, the Buccaneers and the Niners. Um, Tampa is three and a half point underdogs to the Niners. Mm-hmm. Bar- Brock Purdy's. Brock Niners. Purdy's uh, Niners. <laughs> I'm picking Tampa. I'm not. I'm picking the Niners. Um, I still trust the Niners' defense. The Buccaneers have had all sorts of issues all season. They barely won that game. They needed a fourth-quarter miracle comeback um, to win that game against the Saints. The Saints Brock Purdy ain't beating up. Tom Brady. Brock Purdy is not beating Saints Tom Brady. Locked. I don't think that Brock Purdy is beating them. I think I think the Nick Bosa. Yeah, I think Nick Bosa and Fred Warner are beating Tom Brady. Um so that, that's just my take on it. I just don't think the Buccaneers are playing well enough. They just got the 500. I know that the Niners are missing them. But like I said, I go back to, you know, Brock Purdy doesn't have to do a whole lot. He just has to game manage the same way that Jimmy Garoppolo has. And he was able to do that last last week and win the game. So I'm, I'm going Niners. Panthers, Seahawks. <clears throat> I'm going to go Seattle here. Same. Yeah, that one's that one. That one's I mean, kind of easy. I mean, the Panthers could always win because they do stupid shit like that and win random games. And I would love it because the Panthers win. Better pick for the Colts. It's it's moving. Juxtaposition. As long as the Colts lose, I mean. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Sunday night game is the Dolphins and the Chargers. I'm gonna go with the Dolphins simply based on the fact that I have not liked what I've seen from the Chargers all year long. No, I, was, I watched some film on um, Keenan Allen. Um, he's come back and he just does not look like he has any type of burst. He can't get any separation. Um, he might be cooked. Uh, and if he's cooked, I mean, the chargers have zero weapons besides Austin Eckler. So uh, I'm going with the dolphins. Dolphins can put up ridiculous points and the chargers defense ain't what it used to be. No. Uh, Patriots and the Cardinals, the Cardinals are four and eight. They're kind of falling apart. There's uh, talks that Cliff Kingsbury is not going to survive the offseason. Um, there is a lot of momentum there, actually. Uh, and the Patriots are in the playoff hunt. It's not pretty, but it's Bill Belichick looking for a playoff spot. The Patriots will find a way. The Cardinals, led by Mr. Cod himself, Kyler Murray is not this. This ain't the get right game that you think it is for the Cardinals. One and six at home, by the way, this year. Um, it, the the Patriots will win this one. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I'll go Patriots. They have the better defense. Their offense is meh, but the Cardinals, if you can slow them down, it. <clears throat> They're not a great team either. Right. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go with them. Uh, uh, did we? Did we talk? We talked about the Texans and the Cowboys, right? Did we talk about the the line on that game at seventeen and a half? 
than the Cowboys. Yeah, I think we just kind of breezed through it, but we could tackle it if you want. Um, yeah. Yeah, obviously. Uh, I mean, the cow. We're both picking the Cowboys, but I just want to laugh at the seventeen and a half. Like that's too many points. Like that's that's a might, lot of points. Might just dangle. Da- might just dangle Houston cover just for the hell of it. Honestly, like, like the Cowboys will win the game. Like no doubt, I would think. But like. 17 and a half is just so many points. I don't know. The Cowboys could probably cover it, but like, that's a lot. That's a lot. I wish, right, we, were playing. Yeah, I wish we were playing the Texans. Oh, I mean, we yeah. did already, but I, was I say, wish I could play them again. Um, yeah, must be nice to play them twice. Um, <laughs> you couldn't even beat them once. Um, we probably six teams. The second time. I hope we don't. Six teams on a bye this week. Falcons, Bears, Packers, Saints, Commanders, and yours truly, the Colts. Um, I think that's a win in your book. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Don't have to watch them. Just enjoy real football. Let the the real teams play football. Primetime games was rough. Let the real teams play football this week, Taylor. Uh, Let's go to our fantasy studs and duds of the week. Uh, I will let you lead it off. Running back, wide receiver, tight end. Who is your stud of the week? My stud of the week is a guy who two weeks ago had eight targets. Last week had 15 targets. And that would be Garrett Wilson of the Jets. The dude is balling right now. He has a legit connection with Mike White. Um, They're going to have to put up points to keep up with the Bills. Um I think game script is going to be in his favor. And I think that, you know, 15 targets is ridiculous. So he's going to get peppered with all sorts of targets. And not to mention that he had over 100 yards on those 15 targets. <clears throat> I'm going to pull up the numbers because I think he had 140 points or something, or, or yards. Um, yeah, he had 162 yards, eight receptions on those 15 targets. Um, he. He's Mike White's guy, and he's going to keep peppering him with targets. And so, obviously, I, I think you should get Garris Wilson into your lineup whenever possible. I am going to bring a guy that has been dud lately. Mm. DeAndre Swift. Mm. It is time to put him back into your fantasy lineups. He has been a sit way more than I think any of us would have liked this year. Um, I don't think anybody expected him to ever be a sit this year. Oh, I never just, sat him because I couldn't I couldn't bear to. It was just about the usage he was seeing on a weekly basis, really, than what the talent Swift had. Um, but last week he led the Lions in snaps, 51%. He led the Lions in carries, he led the Lions in targets, and he led the Lions in yards and scored a touchdown, Taylor. He's a must-start <laughs> back if he has seen 20 plus opportunities in a game especially when he has a matchup like one against the Vikings, who, by the way, have allowed the second most fantasy points per game to running backs in the last month. Um, Get Swift back into your lineup. Obviously, Jamal Williams is still a factor, but you can trust him um, as your RB2. Jamal Williams, you're just going to have to live with the fact that he's going to poach. He exists. uh, He exists. He's going to poach touchdowns when it's a goal-to-go situation. That's just how it is. But if it's a passing down on goal-to-go, then DeAndre Swift gets back into the conversation. So you, you got to start Swift. I, I didn't, I couldn't bear to not start him even when he was having, you know, the bad weeks just because, you know, you probably drafted him in the first or second round, depending on how deep your league is and where you were picking. Um, but 
you know, that's just me. I'm, I'm keeping him in and I'm hoping that he, I hope you're right because on that team that I talked about earlier, I have Swift. So, I, I mean, I, I am starting him this week for the first time in weeks. <laughs> um, I didn't really have a better option, so I just kind of rolled with it. So I, I, I've had, I have four really good running backs in my dynasty, um, which is McCaffrey, um, Pierce, Miles Sanders, and DeAndre Swift. I am starting three of them this week. There is one that I'm not starting this week because he is my dud of the week, and that would be the love of my life, Damian Pierce. Um <laughs> Not only is Damian Pierce sittable, but I would almost start any other running back on your roster than Damian Pierce this week. Um, Last week, he kind of bounced back with 95 yards, which related to, depending on what league you're in, between 11 and 13 points um, fantasy-wise. But that was a favorable matchup. This week is not that against Dallas Cowboys. you got to think of game script. And you look at the Texans like against the Dolphins the other week. Game script destroyed Damian Pierce's day. Um, and it's not like the Cowboys defense is a team that is going to be giving up a lot of points to running backs. They lead the NFL in sacks, should be able to make life tough for the offensive line, has the makings of a game that will quickly get out of hand. Like I said, negative game script destroys Damian Pierce's fantasy days. Um, on the season, they've allowed the six fewest fantasy points per game to halfbacks. Um, that is the Dallas Cowboys. So if possible, stay away from Damian Pierce this week because I'm you'll be lucky to get double-digit points out of him. All right. Da- Damian Pierce owners uh, crying right now. I, look, I'm, I'm one of them, but it is what it is, you know? Yeah, I know. A lot of these guys, like, because <laughs> uh, the running back position is so – light on this year in terms of people who actually produce a lot of people probably don't have much of a choice besides starting him but if you do you know go for it like Um, if you have a guy like tony pollard or a guy like starting tony pollard isaiah pacheco yeah that that's one that's yeah i'm starting pacheco or a guy like jeff wilson or deontay foreman a guy like Mm -hmm. that hell i'd even start cam Akers. Over Damian Pierce. Yeah. But you yeah. won't hear this episode in time to do that. So you're going to have to have that instinct yourself to play him Thursday night. <laughs> um, but I was Sarkan Akers. Yeah. Good luck out there. Um, oh, but I, I mean, that's that's how down I am on Pierce this week. Yeah. It's not a good um, matchup. Just it, it just isn't. No, for my dud, um, I'm picking on the Buccaneers. They're playing the Niners. And the Niners defense is really good. And I just don't trust the combo of Fournette and Rashad White. They're eating into each other's numbers as it is. And last week they they put up, I think they had <clears throat> eight rushes between the two of them. That's horrid. And, you know, against Not the 49ers. Great. No, against the 49ers front. I mean, I don't think you're going to be running very often or running too successfully. Um, and I, then I think game script might get against them if, if the Niners can put up some points. Um and the Buccaneers are again coming from behind to try to win this game like they did last week. Um, so I, I, I would fade Fournette and white if possible. I just don't think that they're going to be able to move much on the ground. Yeah, it's, it's tough. Um, 
a lot of tough matchups this week. And this is an important week, right? It's the last week of most people's regular seasons. So you need to get these matchups right, especially if you're on the cusp of making or missing the playoffs. Um, So make sure you get those uh, lineups adjusted before uh, your big fantasy matchups this week. I want to make a correction. Fournette and White didn't have the eight uh, rushes. The the Miami backfield playing against the Niners had eight rushes total. So that's just like game strip got away from them and the fact that they're a very good defense. So I just I not even Dolphins were winning for a little bit. <clears throat> that's true. That's true. But uh, yeah, so I I just think it's really hard to run against that front. But it is. It, it it definitely is. Um, no, I I agree with you. Uh. So get those fantasy lineups locked in. We do want to tackle one last thing. We're going to mention it quickly, but get on out of here. Taylor and I are happy people in the baseball Woo-woo. world. Yeah, um, we, are. we are very happy people. Uh, yeah. It started off with the Phillies getting Trey Turner on Monday night. Thanks and it, it just, oh, oh, it makes me so happy. <laughs> uh, it, 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 oh, my God. This was the target. This is the final piece of this lineup. Um he is best friends with Bryce Harper. He turned down more money from the Padres to go to Philly because he wanted to be in Philly. Uh, it was official today. He's wearing number seven. Huge, 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 huge signing for the Phillies. They also brought in Tywin Walker to shore up that rotation. Phillies are not done. And who else is not done, Taylor? Um, Aaron Judge has made his decision. He goes back to the Yankees on a nine-year, $360 million deal. Massive deal for Aaron Judge. That will lead him to age 40. Um, He will be deemed the next captain of the New York Yankees. It's big. This this is big for the Yankees. However, there's a however for me with this signing. It's status quo. You bring Judge back, you're still the same team. There are some improvements that the Yankees still need to make and I'm, and if you're a Yankees fan, you've got to hope that this contract does not tie them up in doing so. No. And you love the fact that reportedly the Padres, again, the Padres offer More money. Judge $400 million. So and, when you strike and, out on Trey Turner and Aaron Judge, who are the two top free agents available, you overpay by a lot for Xander Bogarts. Congratulations, yeah. San Diego. You have Xander Bogarts for 11 years and $280 million. But it's it's good to see Aaron Judge stay, and yes. you're right. You're right. It is, it is status quo. But I will put it out there. If they had not re-signed Judge, then it would have been back to square one. What the hell well, are you doing? Well, and, and the interesting thing you say about that is it was starting to come out that the Yankees were going to blow it up. If Judge yeah, did not re-sign, to. they're blowing it up. Who Stanton, they have if gone, they lost Cole, their MVP? Gone. Um, if, Donaldson, if they lost gone. Their MVP, Blaber, they wouldn't be gone. Com- they wouldn't be competing without their MVP. He literally just won the MVP. You need to sign that guy. You're not. You you didn't get better. You you just didn't like lose absolutely judge. fall. Lose like judge. the 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 floor did not fall out from under you because that's what would have happened if Judge did not stay. He stays. Now you still got work to do. You're paying a ton of money to three guys. You yeah, need you're, to not at, some... you're not at the top of the castle yet. You need to figure no, out a way to improve to... that infield. You need to yes. find a way to get a consistent center fielder. I think the idea yes. is that that will be Bader. But I would, I mean, honestly, I would like, if I'm a Yankees fan, my pie in the sky is Brian Reynolds. Trade mm-hmm. Brian Reynolds. Give them like Glaber Torres, Josh Donaldson, some other prospects, but make sure you find a way to get Oswald Cabrera. Yep. And Anthony yep. Volpe sure. up to be your shortstop and second baseman this year. Um, 
I've heard talks of potentially Correa, but Yankees fans obviously all uh, no, we're not getting Correa. Um, I'll take anything. I'll take anything. I mean, I hate the Astros, but the, the the ethics behind bringing in Carlos Correa might not get that deal done. Uh, but it was thrown out there. Um, so concern for the Yankees, um, but happy, but happy, but, but you should judge. be you. It you would be in a much worse state. Mm-hmm. If you allowed Aaron Judge to either go to San Francisco or San Diego. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, 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 happy, happy. That's all you can be. Happy son. You got him for the next nine years, yeah. potentially. And uh, Yeah, it's great. It's great. And great then, to be a uh, Yankee fan today. It's, yeah. And it's great to be uh, a Phillies fan as well. Yeah, I um, saw that. I saw that the bull signings in the same day, and I was like, whew, we're going to have a – we have to mention that on the podcast. Oh yeah, no, we 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 definitely uh, we we got our wish. Trey Turner was at the top of mine, and it's not a secret moves at the top of Yankees fans' wish list. Um, yeah. so you know, good for us. There's still work to be done. More so on the Yankee side, the Phillies have done a couple other things. Like I said, they brought in Ty- Taiwan Walker. <clears throat> they brought in Matt Stram. They are. They were also just in the World Series. They were also just in the World Series. Um, Bryce Harper, the surgery went well, went clean, and uh, you know the hope is that he is back in June. But I think, honestly, I think the Phillies proved last year when Harper was out that they were able to hold water. The addition of Trey Turner to that lineup, they're a good. I mean, they're not the same team without the MVP, obviously, and Bryce Harper. But you know. Bryce Harper is going to be like it's almost like what the Mets did with the Grom last year. Like that's the big trade acquisition. You're getting Harper back. This is a very good team without Harper. Bring in Harper. I think they're the favorite to win the NL East and probably push for the NL pen. I mean, the Padres are gonna be good, the Braves are gonna be good. I think the Mets are falling off. Um, you can't tell me losing <laughs> you can't tell me losing to Grom and making up for it by bringing in you know. Jose Quintana and Justin Verlander is going to make up for the loss of DeGrom. Get the hell out of here. You're probably losing Brandon Nimmo too. Um, so the Mets are falling off there. Yeah. Like get, get the hell out of here. Um, I think it's between the Phillies, Braves and Padres. If you ask me, um, those are the top three teams in my opinion. Obviously the Dodgers are still very good. Uh, mm. But I, I think the Dodgers have kind of proven that, you know, they, they can't get it done in the playoffs. The one time they did was the wacko COVID year. So, yeah. Uh, the NL is stacked. Let me tell you, the NL is stacked. The Yankees just need to get past the Astros. They haven't yet, but they're tall task. But I mean, if you go and get a guy like Carlos Rodon, you know, to shore up that rotation, you need some bullpen help. Can't oh. estimate the bullpen help. Um, and then obviously, you know, if you could shore up that lineup, you, there, there's some maintenance that needs to be done in the lineup. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But, you know, First step in the puzzle was was re-signing Judge, and we did that. So, on to the next that, thing. That <clears throat> that could have been a disaster. Uh, yep. So that will do it for this week, full of sports. Uh, we tackled the college football playoff, all the NFL action, and the MLB hot stove has heated up and is boiling. Um, <clears throat> obviously, as things kind of cool down here in the next couple weeks, we will shift some of our focus. Obviously, NFL will be at the forefront until the Super Bowl is done, but we will oh, look please. at some basketball. Um, Hell yeah! Even though, even though the NBA to me right now is just so and it's such an afterthought. <clears throat> right now, I, I've liked watched two Sixers games, um, yeah. but it, it is what it is. Like the season has, doesn't really start till Christmas, so. Um, you know, you look at the playoffs now, even your Heat have been 
kind yeah. of not great. No, that well, they they've been Jimmy Butler hasn't been playing and, and yeah, well, and that's just it. Like everybody's like, oh, look at the Sixers. I was like, okay, well, for two weeks they didn't have any of their starting five. They didn't have Maxi Harden or Embiid. They still yeah. don't have Maxi. They just got Harden back. So uh, yeah, let, let's let's talk to me in like January. I don't. I, what do you want me to tell you? <laughs> like yeah, yeah, that's hard. Had we'll we'll have to like, see how how it goes. You know come Christmas time and, and right. moving forward as we kind of solidify how the playoff picture is going to be looking. Yep. All right. That was a good episode, Taylor. I want to let our listeners know that we are of course, presented by Godzilla media sponsored by saving face barbershop up at Saratoga Springs, Johnstone supply in Troy and Mohawk Honda. You can find this and every episode on Apple, Spotify and or YouTube. Follow us on Twitter at sports underscore podcast and at zbrice21 and at tlats with two T's and two S's. Uh, Christmas is quickly approaching, believe it or not. So <clears throat> get that Christmas holiday shopping done. Um, next week, we will have to do an earlier episode. I am going to Chicago for the Eagles Bears game. So uh, we will have to do that episode. I mean, we like to do our episode on Tuesday or Wednesday anyway, um, but these weeks have been a little crazy, so that's why we've been doing it later. But we will hopefully uh, kind of get back on schedule here uh, in the next week or so. Um, any any last words, Taylor? Um, no. <laughs> now have have a good uh, weekend. We'll talk to you t- such, uh, next week. Such a defeated. Just a defeated man. <laughs> that's what I the, don't have to that's watch what, the Colts this week. That, I, I was about to say you should be happy. You don't have to like kill yourself over a football game for the first time. Yeah, yeah. I don't <laughs> know what games I'm gonna watch this week. Uh, I might just throw on some Red Zone and shit. I was gonna say just, just, just crank Red Zone. Seven yeah. hours of commercial free football, baby. It's yeah. The whole point. Yeah, I might, I might <laughs> just, I might just do that. Um, actually, I don't even know if I can. I have like a Christmas party family early christmas party oh, uh, to go to on sunday so we'll see that sounds yeah. awful <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i'm sure you'll have a great time oh no i'll have a great time but you know i'm sure there'll be a football game on somewhere but um i don't know what it'll probably be like the jets and the giants game which i mean the get jets and the bills game if that's on that that's, well if you're watching the that. giants that means you're watching the eagles oh that's true that's true i guess Silver linings, sure. <laughs> All right, on that note, uh, everybody have a great week. Go, birds, and uh, we will catch you next week right here on Sports with a Z and a T. See ya.